turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series called Fear Not, as today Sean focuses on anxiety and a lot to be anxious about. Family, work, bad news in the world, and the ripples of a pandemic that won't go away. The Bible definitely has specific things to say about worry and being anxious. Pastor Sean will help spell it out and give you some hope. Reachingforreallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. But if you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do so today. There's a place to give at reachingforreallife.org. Today's part two of the message called The New Normal. It's in the series called Fear Not. Pastor Sean is in Philippians 4 and Isaiah 26. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. Peacemakers, what Jesus is, when he says, not as the world gives, do I give you peace, it's talking about the Hebrew concept of shalom. Shalom, and it is a big word. It, is a, it doesn't just mean ceasefire or you know, non-confrontational or whatever. It, it means things are right with God and right as God intended them to be. May the shalom, it's almost like a a mantle that rests on you. May the peace of God guard your hearts and mind. I love that. Paul said in Philippians 4, the peace of God, guard your your mind, your mind and your heart being guarded, protected from the fear, the anxiety, other things, bitterness, rage, all the other stuff. May the peace of God guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's the shalom, the peace, and it's being things being as God intended them to be. And, and peacemakers sometimes got to get in there and kind of do some hard work to help God's intention and God's love and God's peace to take over a situation. Often at great risk. The shalom, it's not, a, it's not like the world's vision of peace. It is something much bigger. And I want to suggest that one of the biggest peace busters in our life is fear. And that's not what God has for us. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Here's your main point for the morning. One of the greatest gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear. Do you realize he's offering us that? When he says, do not be anxious, do not be afraid, he's instructing us, and that means it's possible. One of the greatest gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear. Imagine that for a minute. Just envision living free from fear. Being a person who is not afraid. What would be different in your life? Think about that. What would be different if you were a person who just wasn't afraid? I've told you before, one of the things I think that is evident in our culture, there's a whole lot of people who figured out that you can control people with fear. Advertisers do it all the time. It's a great advertising strategy. Create a crisis here, or articulate a crisis, and then, oh, look, we have a product that'll, you know, protect you from the crisis. And fear, there's people in our lives that try to, try to control us with fear. Employers, politicians, people who try to control us with fear. 
Well, if you're a person who has the peace of God so rich, so fully in your life that you're not afraid and you're not predisposed to fear, what also happens is you become a person who's hard to control. Are you willing to be a person who's hard to control? I am. I want to be that kind of person. Imagine being a person who is so at peace with God that you are free from fear, filled with peace. Free from fear, filled with peace. Say that with me. Free from fear, filled with peace. That just sounds good. In Philippians 4, Paul gave us four very practical responses to fear and anxiety, and they are keys to living as people of peace. Let me give them to you real quickly. First one, number one, discover the power of rejoicing. Discover the power of rejoicing. Paul was adamant. It's in, he's doing this in writing. If he would have said, been saying it to us verbally, he would raise his voice the second time, right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And, and, and that second time, he would go, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm saying rejoice. He would underline it for us. I mean, we need to remember to rejoice. I think sometimes we forget to celebrate. We forget to celebrate. And, and it's not just the media who forgets to tell the good news. We do it. In, in our work, sometimes we have a big goal. We have a big thing. We have, the team all works. We push towards the goal. And we get the goal. And we have this little, okay, great, everybody, thanks, good job. Now let's go to the next one. And we don't stop to celebrate and rejoice. Rejoice comes from that same root as the word Joy. Rejoicing is the habit of expressing and celebrating joy. Rejoice. And we need to be people who rejoice. Don't let the bad news obsessed world cause you to miss opportunities to rejoice. We need to actually do this. This is something we need to actually carry out. We need to look for opportunities to rejoice with our families, with our community groups, here at church, at work, in our neighborhoods. What opportunities are there where we can rejoice and celebrate with people and just say, look, God is good. Look at the blessings and the gifts of the Lord. You you notice he said, with thanksgiving. When he talked about the prayer, he said, bring your request with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is so good for you. Gratitude is so good for you. It is a game changer. It really is. We get on these loops. You ever seen someone on a negative loop? Maybe, maybe you've been there before where you've been hurt or wounded or you're afraid on something and, and all you can do is recite the same negative loop. One of the ways to break that loop is to give thanks instead. When you catch yourself doing it, give thanks. Give thanks. I had a person in my, in my life who, in my family actually, uh, who, who had this habit. Every offense, every offense, every offense. And I, I would try to interrupt with, after a while. I didn't want to be rude. Okay, I didn't care about being rude. Um, I just wanted to get him out of the cycle. Yeah, but remember, God did this. Well, but remember, you had this. That was cool. Give thanks. Just trying to break the broken record. I mean, it's a broken record. Stop. Give thanks. Gratitude is a game changer. Grateful people, just they're different. They look at the world differently. They look at the future differently. And just know, this is a really important thing. You can, you can begin changing your view, changing your perspective by celebrating what God has already done. We all have reason to give thanks. We all have things to be grateful for. I mean, there's all th- we, we can complain, right? We, we can complain. And there's legitimate things that have gone hard for all of us, legitimate things that aren't the way we like them in our lives. I get it. 
But focusing on that as though that's the whole world never leads to good things. But focusing on, on gratitude and the gifts God's given and just reciting the faithfulness and goodness of God, that leads to great things in your heart, in your relationships, all the way around. Rejoice. Discover the power of rejoicing. See, rejoicing and thanksgiving should be the norm for followers of Jesus. We should be lighthearted people, not heavy-hearted people. And, and this is, a, this is a, a, a controversial statement. There are a lot of really serious Christ followers, pastors, leaders, who will disagree with me. And that's okay. You know, life's hard, then you die. People are going to disagree with you, oh well. We should not be heavy-hearted. There are people who look around and go, yeah, but there's, what about justice? What about the hunger? What about the environment? What about all these things? And hey, there are big problems in the world. Always have been, and as long as sinful people are around to screw things up, there always will be. That's the nature of the world that we live in. But we're not supposed to be heavy-hearted people. We're supposed to be light-hearted people. And that doesn't mean we don't deal with serious things. It doesn't mean we don't tackle head-on serious problems in the world. It doesn't mean we look with Pollyanna perspective or rose-colored glasses or any of that. That's not what I'm saying. But we're not supposed to be heavy-hearted people. We're supposed to be light-hearted people because we've been forgiven and set free, because we believe there's a God on the throne. We believe he holds the future, and he is good. We believe there's hope for every person on the face of the planet. We believe there's hope. That's the gospel. And we should, that creates in us, we can be serious-minded, but light-hearted. And that creates a wonderful kind of fragrance in the people of God. That should be the norm. One of the greatest gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear. Second thing he invites us to do is bring everything to your Father in prayer. You get to bring every single thing that you do face What's interesting is he's not saying you don't have any issues. This is not pie in the sky. He's not saying you don't have them. He says, but what you do with them is you bring them to your father in prayer. He used the phrase, prayer and petition with thanksgiving make your requests be known to God. And what this means, I want you to know about, I want you to know this. Whatever you are anxious about, it can be very real but it does not have the final power. You can be anxious about something that is very real, but it does not have the final power. Prayer is that constant reminder that, oh, wait a minute, yes, that's a very real problem, or that's a very real issue, or, or wow, I really wish this weren't the case, whatever. This is not denial. But prayer just says, but this isn't going to have the final word. This doesn't have ultimate power. My Father does. And in prayer, I get to do something very powerful, very practical, and very proactive. I'm not a victim. I'm not just going along in life and, and, oh, whatever happens to me, I guess I'm just stuck. No, I have a Father who loves me. He is the the Lord of all things, and his Spirit dwells in me, and he's invited me to come and bring my prayers Father, I love you. Father, I connect with you. Father, you you are my source. You are my life. And my petitions, Father, I I really have these needs. Father, I have this friend who's hurting. Father, my kids are going through this. Father, my marriage. I get to bring those to him with thanksgiving because I've seen him do it before. Thanksgiving builds my faith. And he says, when you do this, 
the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, begins to guard my mind, my heart, my mind in Christ Jesus. That's what happens. Prayer is powerful. And this is where we take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church, in this message called The New Normal. It's in the series called Fear Not, which is available right now on the sermon page at reachingforreallife.org. And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps as radio ministry continue to help others. Just find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. And in fact, your gift of any amount will get you the latest book from Pastor Sean Nazar. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast Podcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. And now the conclusion to the message, The New Normal. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio. 1 John 5, 14, 15. Listen to these words. And this is the confidence that we have towards him. Confidence. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. That's in the scriptures. That's the truth of prayer. God hears and responds to the prayers of his children. Now, what I get to do is take a look then. Okay, when it comes to prayer, that is a response to things in my life. Now, I can complain, right? I can complain about situations in my life. I can be anxious, I can worry, or I can pray. If if I were on a spreadsheet on how I'm doing, I'll just ask you, how are you doing? Which spreadsheet is longer? My complaint and my worry list or my prayer list? Like now, now you're meddling, Sean. Okay, fine. This is to me, this is to you, this is to all of us. How are the lists doing? The list of things I'm complaining about? Because so often we, we just want to complain or we want to vent on social media or we want to just go out there and, oh, this is bad in the world, this is bad in this world. Am I praying about those things? Because we serve a God who listens to the prayers of his children and can do something about it. We're not just helpless victims. We get to bring it in prayer, and prayer makes a difference. He moves. I encourage you, learn this idea, because it's one of the great secrets to peace. Make sure that prayer list is longer than our, than our complaint list. See, one of God's, the greatest gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear. That's possible, according to his word. Third thing that's so important, I need you to hear this, choose to direct your thoughts. Some of you, this is what God wants you to hear this morning. So, so listen up. Choose to direct your thoughts. Did you know you can do that? 
Did you know you can stop thinking one set of things and you can start thinking another set of things and that that can change the whole direction of your life? Choose to direct your thoughts. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love. And what's the last part? And self-control. I actually can choose to do what Philippians 4 said. Choose to direct your thoughts. This can radically and immediately alter how you feel and how you process fear and anxiety. It really can. I love Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. That's what a person who trusts God does. Their mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an everlasting rock. I love that. doesn't say he's, a, he's a, kind of an okay rock with a three-year warranty. He's an everlasting rock. In a world that is shifting and changing, he is eternal, an everlasting rock. What that means is a firm foundation to build your life on. Because it's like, in this world, there's, there's, what firm foundation is there? Things that were right five, ten years ago are wrong now. And things that were wrong five, ten years ago are right now. And five, ten years from now, it's going to be the same way. And it's just one of those things where it's like, how is a person even supposed to process this? Well, he will keep in perfect peace the one whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts him. Because the Lord is an eternal rock. That's how you stay. Keep your mind stayed on him. Now look at the list from Philippians 4, 8. Remember the one we read? Let's look at it again. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is true. It's really hard to find truth in a world that doesn't necessarily believe in truth. But truth exists. I've told you this before. Truth exists regardless of our opinion of it. It just exists. Just is. That's what truth is. Anybody who thinks what, that all truth is relative, yeah, that's, that's a way to not have to do anything that you don't want to do. When someone says, well, it's true for you, true for me, they don't know what the word true means. You can say that maybe you want to live that, but I don't. Great, that's fair. But you can't say true for you, not true for me. Because that's not what the word true means. Truth is, exists, and it re- exists regardless of our opinions of it. Whatever is true, well, where do, how do I find out what's true? I, 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 we already talked about the news media. I can't get any, any real truth from there. World around me, I can't get truth. The word of God is truth. That's what Jesus said. Your word is true. And, and you're like, well, yeah, but that doesn't talk about some of the contemporary issues. Let me tell you something. Be a person of the word of God. Be immersed in his word and his truth. And what will happen is you will become much more able to think clearly and see what's happening around you. And you'll be able to discern truth far better because you have immersed your mind in the ultimate eternal truth from the eternal rock. Whatever is true, whatever is noble. Think about that word, noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. How about this, whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. If there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. That's hard in the world we live in. 
with the things that we're being pressed into, the mold we're being impressed into. And I just want to say our thinking is a problem. We have to start thinking differently. And it, it, I'm telling you, you begin to think differently. Start looking at the world through the lens of the word of God. Start disciplining your mind to say, I'm going to think these things, I'm going to think these things, you'd be amazed at how your feelings, your fear and anxiety begin to change, how the peace of God begins to well up in you because you're thinking differently. I've had an amazing illustration of this right in in our own lives in the last month. Um, I shared with you that my mother-in-law passed away, uh, Linda Newman, and uh, my father-in-law, Butch, lives right next door to us. Uh, Butch is a longtime tennis pro, tennis coach, now director of tennis at, at Trinity University. Um, very accomplished man. He, he is grieving deeply. I mean, they've been married 55 years, true love story in every way, always, the whole time. Just, just a, a true love story. And, and he has just been grieving deeply. And at times it has been uncontrollable early on. But what he started doing to deal with that is he started making a list of things he's thankful for. And it began with, with, I'm thankful that she's with Jesus experiencing our reward. I'm thankful that she's with family members. I'm thankful that she's not suffering anymore. Began thankful for her. And then start extended to, I'm thankful that I still have these things and these people. And this And what he would do is when the grief would become overwhelming, he would go to that list. And uh, by the way, it's an actual list. Okay, Butch is very methodical. He's a coach. Okay, this is what he does, right? I I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's written in paper or if it's on a spreadsheet somewhere. But I know, knowing him, there's an actual list. And he literally will get that list out. It's on his phone. And he will get that list out and start reciting all the things he's thankful for. Not denying his grief. Not denying the opportunity to weep and mourn as you should. But I'm watching his faith be built. I'm watching him, him process in a really healthy, biblical way the grief. Because the scripture says we don't grieve like those without hope. We grieve differently. We grieve. We mourn the loss. And the more, the more wonderful the love, the more difficult the loss, Right? But I'm watching him discipline his mind by saying, this is true. I've lost the love of my life. But this is also true. There are good things that she's experiencing. There are good things ahead. God is still working. He is still present. See, it's just saying, it's not denying something hard. It's saying, but that's not all that is true. And he's, immer- he's changing his thinking. And I'm just like, man, that's powerful. And I'm watching it have such a powerful effect in his life. Doesn't mean it's all roses and it's all easy. It just means I, I see moments of joy in the midst of sorrow. And that's fantastic. And, and this works for bitterness. Maybe you have unforgiveness in your heart. And you've got the, you've got the broken record, the, the tape that plays over and over of offenses. And Maybe you could make a list of things you're thankful for. Maybe you could choose. You could choose to say, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. And you could choose to change your thinking. One of the greatest gifts of God's peace is the ability to live free of fear 
We need to do this so that we can be set free. Last, and I'll wrap, wrap, wrap up with this, pra- uh, number four, practice peace. Practice peace. I, I love what he said in verse line, nine. I want you to hear this because it's so important. You gotta, we're going to change the way we think, but we also have to change what we do. Practice peace. He says, whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. We have to begin to do different things. And Paul starts out by saying, whatever you've seen in me or learned from me, practice that. And he's not saying he's perfect. What he is saying is, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I'm really walking this out. And so I want you to do the same things. Put it into practice. And I would just ask you, who are you learning from? Who are your role models and examples? Who is influencing you? Because this is, this is a big deal. When it comes to this issue of fear and anxiety and stuff, we sometimes hang around people who validate our fears. And kind of just, we, roll, we throw the fears around and it gets bigger every time it goes around the circle. You may need to have some different role models. You may need to have some different examples in your life. You may need to find some people who you go, man, they really seem to be free. They seem to be courageous in an appropriate sense. And follow their example and begin practicing it. You know, you know what practice looks like? It means I'm afraid of that thing, but I'm just going to, I'm going to refuse to act out of that fear. I'm going to act the opposite. Why? I can't, I can't do that. I'm afraid. Yes, you can. And what's interesting is Paul says, put these into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series called Fear Not, It's available right now on demand at reachingforreallife.org. And we'd also love to hear from you on our Contact Us page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find the Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262 as Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. And we hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life.